Why is it so quiet? So I'm playing COD Mobile. Everything's quiet. You wanted us to freaking do this, and now you're playing COD Mobile. I'm ready to start. Are you? Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't know if I've ever believed anything Ryan's ever said. That's true, He's actually. Liar. Yeah, you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> Boy, Craig Wolf is based on me. <laughs> That's weird. That's such a shame. Damn, what a shame. Damn. That's blind. So I'm going to my neck again. You to sink up here? No. I am sinking. Like a ship. All right, hands up to your microphones, Mr. CFEs over there. Three. Yeah, I'm not recording it. Hang on. What the fuck? All right. Welcome to Day One Patch Podcast. Episode. I don't, I don't extend my welcome. Hundred. I do. Hello. This is the big episode four hundred. We have nothing planned for it. It's just there. <laughs> it's just. It just is. Like and all things in the, life. Final episode. Oh, that? oh God! I let everyone down. the The big thing we had planned was to uh, I was going to beat Elden Ring, and then just didn't. <laughs> just decided not to. <laughs> yeah, just decided not to. I I could do it. It's just I didn't want to. Mm. <laughs> right. How many years would four hundred episodes be? I know we missed some weeks, so it's not going to be perfect. But four years, approximately. A little under or a little over. I think more than that. 52 weeks. Once a yeah. week. 400, though. Oh, 400, right. I'm like thinking 200. Yeah, I was thinking 200, sorry. That's insane. What are we doing? Podcasting. A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, some of the top stories this week include in the next Tomb Raider game uh, potentially leaked, and we got a like cast listing, I think, or like a kind of what they're looking for and a bit of a synopsis of what the story is. Uh, Sony is retiring PlayStation 5 feature that almost nobody knew about. Do you guys remember Accolades? Yeah, the no. PS5, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we might have covered them. I don't recall if we did or not. That's how little anyone knows about it. That's sad. And then Sea of Thieves, the game we used to play on uh, on stream. Um Season 7 has updates that we're going to talk about. Will it bring us back to Sea of Thieves? Probably not. Damn. And, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll get into <laughs> what we're sad. playing. <laughs> Alright, let's start with this first story here. The next Tomb Raider game uh, could have Laura, Laura Croft leading a team of Tomb Raiders. This is from Video Chronicles. Uh, it's according to a script that allegedly is being used to cast the unrevealed game's actors, uh, which was obtained and shared by sacred symbols according to the alleged script next tumor gamer is internally known as project jawbreaker and is described as an action adventure game set in the modern day world rocked by a mysterious cataclysm according cataclysm to the alleged cast that uh, the universe of mortal Kombat has uh, crossed over with lara croft and they're going to break people's jaws that's what's called jawbreaker i don't think i'd want that but i'd still play it <laughs> <laughs> Not the game that you wanted, but the one you needed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, according to the alleged casting notes for Lara, the project is looking to cast an authentic British actress in their mid-30s and the prototype of Emily Blunt or Rosamund Pike. And the role will involve romantic scenes with another female character. Wait. Uh, have, what? Has it ever been stated that Lara Croft, 
like her sexuality has ever been oh. made in the apparent? movie yeah in the movie but i'm not sure about the games uh i haven't fully played like the earliest ones is it canonically supposed to be a different person well or this is the just thing saying, with- like oh by the way she's bi or something well, this is the thing with this new game is it's supposed to bridge the two canons, I guess. Hmm. However, that's going to happen. However, that's going to happen. Uh, however, in that first reboot game in 2013, she does seem pretty chummy with one of her friends there. Mm. It's I one think of a lot those of people are like, like uh, in Xeno Warrior Princess, where they always thought oh, yeah. that she was just really close with her, what was her name, Cassandra or something? Yeah. Her, her fellow uh, adventuring companion and it's like super super obvious that they're like together but everyone's like no uh, they're just really good friends who kiss all the time (laughs) (laughs) does does uh homoerotic apply to 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 women yeah i would say so yeah so it's kind of like that vibe anyway uh laura croft is on the top of her game uh gone are the days of the young inexperienced woman dealing with matters of legacy and familial reckoning uh, the script then describes what appears to be a team set up for the new Tomb Raider, uh, which could have multiple characters involved in core gameplay. Additional Tomb Raiders have speaking roles in the alleged script. Um, it says, as the years have passed, Lara has become lonely on, on the top. Uh, the beginning of this next chapter presents Lara with a quintessentially adult problem, facing something too big to handle alone. Tim, have you played the, the 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 most recent Tomb Raider games at all? Um, I played the first one. I have all three. Host of Day One Patch podcast, Ryan Johnson, who forgot to introduce himself. I uh, oh my lord, I have all three. I'm but four hundredth episode, right? I um I only played and beat the first one. I think I started the second one and then just never kept going with it for some reason i got distracted by something else i guess well how do you guys feel about this uh this little new direction they're they're taking this on i feel like i'm this not familiar enough with like the lore of lara croft tomb raider to like know what to expect one way or the other like they could mm. do literally anything and i would just be like oh i don't know if this is a reboot or not like i don't know if this is different or if it's this is based off of something that's happened in the past or like it's exactly the same as what happened before or it's completely <laughs> yeah. new. I don't know. So I uh, all I care about is if it's good, if it's fun, if it's good. I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, oh, actually, they've ruined the spirit of it by uh, neglecting to mention this character. And actually, the fact that she has um, a ponytail that's only 17 inches long and not 21 <laughs> inches long is um, more wise. Inaccurate. One that's not braided. Well, it's not braided. Yeah. And the original game well, is already braided. Happened. And the movies, right? With Angelina Jolie was also braided. I think that's right. <laughs> she had braided hair. Yeah, she had a braided. Yeah. But now it's just a ponytail. Unacceptable. And she never, uh, she rarely, in the new game, she rarely has her dual pistols. Really? The that end of the like, first yeah. game, you finally yeah. get them at the end and you kill like the final boss with them yeah it's a very but in the following game like, throw, she doesn't have them that's so weird it's like they just took away like her iconic pistols it's like her one thing that you know about lara croft is she raids tombs and has dual pistols <laughs> i mean maybe this new game will have them if it's bridging the uh 
the two timelines. She actually has three pistols. She holds what? one in each hand and one in her mouth. It doesn't Ankle make holster. any sense, but just go with it. Oh, she's just Aww. bayonetta. She has two in her hands and two on her heels as well. <laughs> and her hair is her is her bodysuit now. Hair is her weapon. Uh, what I'm interested in is that they're recasting the lore, uh, the, the the role of Lara Croft. It used hmm. to be Camilla Luddington, who I believe is on Grey's Anatomy. Um, and it was her for the three games in the reboot series. But they're looking for a new actress, which is surprising. Well, they replaced you know, her and, from 360 on, right? Or or maybe they changed her face. Do you remember on the 360? They, they, the, the, they just changed they, her face. They just changed her face. It was the same like voice same act- actress. Yeah. Okay. Was the original 361 based on an actress or did they just make a video game character? I wonder if they made it look more like Camilla Luddington because they they probably got more advanced um, facial capture mm. for like the sequel. Right. And sometimes you have to adjust the structure of the face, you know, to match the, the facial capture. And it ends up not looking like the original one that they just hand animated. Same thing happened with uh, the Spider-Man game. Remember when they changed Peter Parker? And the remasters. Mm, yeah, I forgot about that. They said they could, like they couldn't use like the original, you know, face that they had based it on. He was a little goofy looking in the uh, PS4 version, anyway. Uh, I I liked it. I'm, I haven't played the remaster, so I'm not sure how that one plays out. But I he's in he's in that Miles Morales one, and I assume it's the new face, and I didn't yeah. notice. <laughs> or I don't remember noticing, so it's not that big of a difference, really I would assume. Yeah. Really doesn't matter. The people made a huge deal out of it, but it really was not a big deal because people don't like change just inherently. I well, have um, a bit of a pessimistic view on this with this whole leading a team of Tomb Raiders, and I really hope oh, it doesn't no. turn okay. into some sort of cheap game mechanic where you're just sort of manage these Tomb Raiders, like click on this, click like go on a menu and like click on um, mm-hmm. A menu like option for this this Tomb Raider that you've trained. Oh, like and, and make it into almost like a mobile game, collecting characters type of thing, like the in assassins which... in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Exactly. Like I <laughs> feel as you though can send groups of Tomb Raiders off on different different raids. I mean, so, the more you send, the greater chance they have of succeeding at their mission. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you <sighs> need a certain amount of intel to get to do the next story mm-hmm. mission. So send these Tomb Raiders out. And you have to go do some sort of repeat mission over and over again, or a collection of repeat missions, and then you gain enough intelligence or something to learn about the next clue, and then you go do the next scripted story. God, please no. Because what what situation would you be in to be like, I'm a Tomb Raider, and I need multiple Tomb Raiders to come with me? Well, it's not <laughs> the game's not just about raiding tombs. There's usually some enemy components some evil bad person who's like looking to destroy the world with the ancient tombs uh, they find some cult. Um, so she's going to need like backup essentially is it's, this, not, it's not just is she effectively oh, I need just to tie my rope off and... she's going to need more guns that's what I was going to say is this just a is this a combat move where you have multiple tomb raiders for the combat angle because she's gone to ancient cities at this point I mean, mm. I've only played the first one and then part of the second one, but she's gone to ancient cities and various ruins and stuff. I mean, I'm sure the world is also running out of tombs to raid. It's not like they're still making ancient <laughs> tombs. So you got a finite economy on tombs. There's a new to raid. ancient tomb every day. Like, wow. see, fuck. History's made every day. I That's right. say Exactly. Well, regardless of every of, of new ancient tombs coming out every day, you don't need to raid them all. <laughs> <laughs> got to raid them all. 
She's a tomb raider, Matt. She must raid tombs. <laughs> it's my thing. It's what I do. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. who I am. It's like <laughs> having dual stop. pistols. That's right. Everyone can relate to that. <laughs> I I don't know what happened. I think the like for me personally, and I don't know like about you, Tim, but like I really like that first, like that first remake. Cause I had previously played the other 360 uh, Tomb Raider games, which you and I went through them, Ryan. The ones like Legend and there's yeah, Underworld oh and that. I oh, played geez. the first of those of those three that came out and played that. And that's sort of like I would say in sort of like an older style. It, like it's still 360 and modernized to the 360s era or whatever, but and then there's like that new one, like the newest trilogy that first started on 360. And then got you know bumped to the next consoles as well, got re-released and stuff. And the next two are only on the next consoles, I believe. But so I like I liked the jump because I played the first of the old one and then the first of the new one. And it was like a nice it's like I'm a fan of Tomb Raider enough to want to play it, but it feels old now. It's like, oh, like what what's this next section gonna be? Well, there's gonna be spikes down in a down in the floor, and there's gonna be a hole in the floor, (laughs) and I'm gonna go find a rock to hang on. And then I'm going to crawl really slow with using my hands over a ledge. And then I'm going to jump to like a jungle vine and swing across the rest of the way. And then there's going to be a little cutscene of me almost make almost missing it, but not missing it because I'm Laura Croft. The classic like hang onto a cliff, but the one hand slips Mm -hmm. and you got to get the hand back up. Like, I just I just think that I've, I've I've just kind of experienced these like these games. And I know that this is a modern remake of these of these games, but I think this is why I didn't play the second one to completion. I was really excited to play it because I really enjoyed that first one. But when I got there, I just sort of realized, oh, this is the same thing again. But I know it's another new big bad. It's another this and that. But it's it's the same reason why I can't just rip through all of the the Gears of War when I'm in, slowly working my way through them over the past three years is because sure. I mean, I could do it if I just kind of blocked off a week and I just ran through all the Gears of War. I could do that in terms of time, but it's just the same thing over and over again. It's kind of like an older school shooter at that point. And I've just, we've been there or like, I've been there enough times to be like, okay, like I kind of get what's going on. It's, it's Assassin's Creed is the same thing. I've been to I've been in the Assassin's Creed world <laughs> so much that I'll play them, but it's going to take me a long time to get there because I don't need to play one each year. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with Laura Croft. I think probably games need a need that kind of refresh every now and then. Because Assassin's Creed had like a billion of like the old style kind of combat and, and game mechanics. And then they, they switched over to more like RPG type of game. And I think that really refreshed the franchise. Um and so yeah, maybe maybe every uh every uh every so often they, they these these games just need or these franchises need like a reboot like that. I think that might be why I never really like part of the reason why I never really got into the Uncharted games is because like I played Assassin's Creed, I'd played Tomb Raider and then people are like, oh, yeah, it's like these these you follow the story and you you do all this like platforming and there's shooting segments and you go into you delve into ancient areas and you solve puzzles and you, mm-hmm. you the story's cool. And it's like I've played that, though. I've played all of that. So it's nothing. It's It's not any unique selling proposition. Well, what I think is unique about Uncharted is not necessarily the gameplay. Um, it's just more the characters and the dynamics between them, and it's it's just fun in that sense. And they're cinematic. They're some of the most like 
action movie in a game type of game. I guess that sort of thing just doesn't like appeal to me. Like I'm much more of like an action, like uh, like a real time action mm-hmm. game player than like watching a cutscene and then having to like hit a quick time event button. Like there's there's almost nothing that I hate more in video games than quick time events. It's the least immersive, most like jarring mechanic in any game and i'm really glad that like i didn't play the old god of wars because they're really notorious <laughs> for quick time events yeah and anytime i see anyone like, killed it i just like i i i hate them so much and like i did just play a whole lot of uh detroit become human uh mm. recently i played through the game twice and that game all obviously QT. everything quantic dream it's it's all yeah quick time events but i think it's different because it's consistent all the way through the game like i know what what's coming i know what to expect yeah and i know that like everything looks like a cutscene but everything is also a cutscene with multiple quick time events like there's never a part where you're playing that game and like all right i'm gonna put the controller down now because i don't need to be holding it because it is, you, you always do it is frustrating too and i don't know if you would call these quick time events um but if like they're in a game when like you you're you need to like lift like a boulder out of the way and it makes you like mash, mash. square yeah and it's like yeah. why why? That's yeah, not it's, fun. It's not, it's Who not, has fun, fun doing It's not that? more immersive. Yeah, I agree. It's just bizarre. And uh, I don't know if that was one of those secret things. You know how long it went you'd slide between like two rocks. You know, um, they use that to like hide the like, load screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's super is close the, in is, and then, yeah. Is the mashing things to hide load screens too? I don't know. Possibly. I mean, <laughs> mashing I, guess, hides the load screen. I guess it's a good question as to whether we would prefer a load screen or one of those. I don't want those just for the sake of having them in a game. Those I sort think of those are like gone with the, with the fast SSDs now, though. I would hope like, so, I don't, I don't but think I don't know. No. Horizon Forbidden West loads. It's probably the fastest loading game I've ever seen. It's insane. That's pretty crazy. I mean, that's pretty crazy, but that's also pretty good. Like it, We're kind of yeah. reaching, I guess, a point where even well, though I've we never, have 4K graphics and stuff, we can actually load them quickly, which is kind of nice. Never, I remember watching E3 when they had announced the PS4 and Xbox One, and all the people were saying, oh, this is the end of load screens. And it's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> You're still on mechanical hard drives over here. It's, it's, I don't know why it's, it's, that was the thing. I don't know why everyone thought. I remember Hayes, uh, that like, I mean, I'm just going to call it a bad oh, shooter yeah. on PS3. Holy cow. Uh, but I remember Hayes, when they were advertising it, they were, they were like, there's no load screens in this. They're like, I, I think there's something like you'll see a little loading icon or something as you're going through an area, but it, it's like a, it's it's like not there's no load screen like you're still playing. Mm-hmm. It's just loading in the background, yeah. Yeah, it's just loading in the background and like maybe well, letting like you any, know or whatever. It's like Skyrim, like uh, if you you can technically run from one end of the world all the way to the other end of the world. It's not like the whole world is loaded. It's just loading the world behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Same with Minecraft too, uh, as, as modders I'm sure have found and other people is, you know, certain things, if you were to leave something on automation, if you were to leave like some sort of auto cooker or something and you go really far away, some mm-hmm. of that stuff breaks. Cause it doesn't keep, it doesn't keep your base loaded. Yeah. Couldn't it just store the data though and just say, Oh, this is happening. So when they return, you know, load it up to this point. Well, some of it, some of it's is is physics based, right? So, in the in the, oh. in the in the event of Minecraft, if you were to, I mean, this is really rudimentary, but if you were to have like a dispenser shoot something out into what into uh, a waterfall that you made, 
and then it goes down and then goes into um, a funnel. Mm-hmm. Like that's physics based where the game doesn't know that you're doing an automated process. It just knows, oh, fire this thing out and it uses physics to determine how far it goes. And then it hits the water and then the physics pull that item down into the water. And then it, then the water pushes it along with its physics into the funnel. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have any idea you know, that something was happening. Maybe in yeah. some cases, like the ovens and stuff in Minecraft, I've actually never tried that. Where if you were cooking a, like a, just a shite load of like food and it was going to take like an hour and you went really far away and came back and it took you an hour total, would it be cooked? Possibly, because obviously the the thing is you're cooking. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just not sure on that, but. Hmm. All right, where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, Oh, <laughs> well, I'm excited. I don't. I don't care what they put out. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna play. I don't the care game. what they put out. Yeah, I mean the, the first the first game in the remake trilogy was the first game in a long time where up to that point where I beat it and I enjoyed it so much that I immediately like started a new file and started playing again. Really? Holy cow! I just really uh, I really enjoyed that game, but it's funny that I did that for that game and then didn't immediately play the next ones when they came out. I don't know. Well, you should. I have them. It's just a matter of getting around to it. But yeah, that's my vote for your next stream. I could. That might that might be good, actually. You'd get it through them pretty quick, too, especially if you got through Mass Effect relatively quickly. I, I don't mean, know how you did that. I don't know <laughs> how you did that. I Holy mean, man. I wouldn't say that it was quickly. It's three games took a month and a half, a month and three weeks, something like that. I mean, it would have taken me like a month and a half to get through like half of the first one, probably. (laughs) No, the first one's super short. That's a short game. Mass Effect 2, and like, I, I, and that's how I play those games too, right? Like, it's an RPG, so it's a matter of trying to do as much side stuff as I could. And those games are, you know, they're the Bioware narrative games where it's certain side events are based on what's going on in the world. So if you advance too far through the main story or you do too many other things before you do this mission, once it becomes available, then if it was time sensitive, you can't go back and do it. So there's a number of like notorious missions that people are like, Oh, as soon as it comes up, like do it because you, you only, if you go and do another mission, once that becomes available, it's too late. You don't have enough time to go do it now. So I was trying very hard to like see as much of the game as I could. Right. So that still that was a reason, you know, why three of those weeks were Mass Effect 2 and then three and a half weeks were Mass Effect 3. Because they're just long games. They, I do seem, a, they, they seem like a tall glass of water. I do have a suggestion uh, uh, for the next Tomb Raider uh, reboot, though. You have Indiana Jones in like the 30s and 40s. You could put Tomb Raider You're in the say 70s. 70s. Yeah, in fuck. the 70s, yeah. I think it'll make it a little more interesting. <laughs> you just want to see Lara Croft in, in Bell Bottoms. That's all. Oh, yeah. Just give me a skin like that. That's all. I'll, I'll pay $45 for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> $45? Well, that, that, was, uh, that was the recent survey that went out for Overwatch 2. It was like, how much would you pay for a uh, skin and one of the options was like $45. Jesus. I mean, I think some of the Fortnite bundles and maybe even some of the skins, I mean, obviously it's variable, but some of them are like 20 to 30 Canadian. Yeah. I don't think I've seen 40 though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that, what it peaks out at, but yeah, maybe, maybe one of those like paid bundles are like 30 something, 38, maybe. 
some of the bundles are definitely pretty big yeah. to be fair though yeah. in comparison to other stuff in the shop but uh in terms of this tomb raider thing you said this one is supposed to bridge the gap between the original i'm just going to call it i'm just going to use the 360 as the baseline so the original 360 trilogy and then the the trilogy that started on the 360 the new one we don't um, know for sure we're just guessing that okay so let, let's assume that's true but it is an assumption do you think that's a do you think that that in that case that this is a reboot no no I, I don't know this leading a team of tomb raiders just feels like a platform to me like a halo infinite isn't just halo it's halo it's the platform for the future of halo like this leading a team of tomb raiders <laughs> thing has really got me like this feels like a marketing term that that you know lore wise it doesn't really make much difference it's just a bunch of tomb raiders but for some reason it, it's it there's something not right about it. It, it feels be, like there's something yeah. going on. It could be a monetary thing. They'll probably sell you skins for them. Oh, God. Dress up your Tomb Raider gang. Do you love what gaming has become? I mean, they, 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 this team no. is just coming off of um, Avengers, right? All the skins and customizability and stuff uh, for that. So who knows if that's oh influencing. God. If this game is, is taking, I'm sorry to say this, but if this game's taking any sort of uh, influence from Avengers at large. There's going to be a goddamn command table, and you're going to command these Tomb Raiders oh, around. There's going to oh, be a maybe. war room table, war table, whatever <laughs> the hell they call it. Oh my Christ! What are we going to get in the old in the old Quinjet and then have bad ratings? Like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, well, uh, 70s Tomb Raider, get the hashtag going. We'll make it happen. <laughs> and don't don't play Marvel's Avengers. Oh. Don't Maybe worry, it's it 10 bucks. Anyway. All right. Uh, Sony's retiring PlayStation 5 feature that almost nobody knew about. Um, this is from Kotaku. Sony updated its, uh, its important notices page today to tell PlayStation 5 users that the console's accolades feature will, as of this fall, no longer be supported, citing that it hadn't seen the level of use we anticipated. Like most PS5 users, uh, this was first the first time I'd heard that the console had a built-in multiplayer feedback system <laughs> at all. Uh, accolades is a feature on the PlayStation 5 that allows players to commend other players for their performance in multiplayer games or matches. After completing a match, players are able to anonymously send badges to others they wish to recognize for things like being helpful, welcoming, or a good sport. Um, I do remember them announcing this, and then I heard nothing else, and I didn't even know it was actually implemented yet. I thought that it was there at launch because I remember seeing it, but then I also didn't have a ps5 at launch and then i also didn't i have not played any multiplayer games on ps5 oh, so yeah. i have never even had the opportunity of using them they didn't promote it enough i think like they're like they're complaining that or not i guess they're not complaining they're just stating that not enough people you were using it but it's like they didn't even tell you where it was or, yeah. or how to use it i didn't yeah. boot up my ps5 and it's like Hey, send an accolade. Or after playing a multiplayer match, you know, oh, you you played a, a match of Fortnite, send an accolade. There was none of that. Mm. It has to be in your face. Features that are niche or are new and things that aren't things that people aren't used to, uh, or more specifically, aren't used to reaching for, need to be really in your face. Mm. It needs to be a tutorial about it. It needs to be told to you. It needs you need to be reminded. Like users don't use things that aren't mandatory a lot of the time. And right. it's it's only through consistent being like, hey, you could do this now. Hey, you could do this now. Hey, you could do this now. I mean, even with smartphones, 
I mean, the 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 smartphone has really evolved because of people mm-hmm. like, people evolved the use case themselves. Like like we mm-hmm. the people did that, right? Uh, all Apple and stuff did was really like make them more powerful over time and then complement whatever whatever apps and stuff were coming out. This type of thing, I mean, like this would this accolades feature would have really had to be in our faces and and like tim was tim and you, you guys were saying was like why isn't why wasn't it in these games saying like hey like submit feedback submit an accolade because um the overwatch one is right in your face and you get a huge notification or not huge but you get a pretty big notification in the game when somebody um gives you an endorsement it's just like oh bang this person endorsed you for sportsmanship and then that's kind of an indicator like oh i got endorsed oh okay maybe i'll endorse them and you mm-hmm. get xp for it Oh, and yeah. you get XP for it, and Multiverses does the same thing. Multiverses right, has yeah. some sort of endorsement system, and there is some sort of in-game coinage that gets exchanged there at the end of every game. Mm-hmm. At the end of every game, yeah. every every like two or three or what, however that works. I haven't played it much, but like I've been commended a couple times, and I've gotten a little bit of coinage from that. Like there needs to be an incentive; it needs to be in your face, and it has to be obvious. Yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise has that too. It's got um, it's got a like a just a little like upvote system at the end. It's like pick a person you want to give a thumbs up to at the end of a hunt, and you can use the D pad, and it's just like left, up, and right. If you're uh, in a group of of four, and it's just as simple as like as soon as the hunt ends, it's just there on your screen, and it's just like hit the D pad if you want to commend somebody, and that's it. Like it needs, like you say, it needs right. to be there because if you don't show <laughs> people that it's an option, yeah, people aren't going to go looking for it. Uh, I think it was there at launch then because I'm looking at this article uh, that says like PS5 guide, what are accolades and how to earn them. And this was written on November 11th, 2020. Hmm. So yeah, it must have been a, a launch feature then. Uh, I imagine activity cards are also going to go away at some point. I don't know if you guys have ever used those. No, I, I've used one uh, to try it. Uh, the thing with them is that it's once again... It's in your face only when you press that PlayStation button. But when I'm going to the PlayStation menu, I'm going there with another motivation. And so I, it's either to close the game or to check a message or something. I'm not going to take a pause in what I was about to do and check one of the cards. It just doesn't really make sense. You know it's what I wish it was like? Because you could use it to track trophies, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not laid out nicely because trophies are look better horizontally and these cards are more vertical. I right. kind of wish it, you know how like the Discord overlay is just like the people's names on the top of the screen, yeah, on the top left. I wish you could just track trophies and have them show up like that as an overlay Ooh. on top of the game. And cool. so you could just see, oh, what do I need to do next? And oh, okay, mm-hmm. and then go do it instead it's, of having to open big. up these cards so and, and not be able the to button, read the whole thing. And then go over the card and then select X in the card, and then the card pops up. Yeah, and then it has to load because it isn't preloaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that when the PS5 was coming out, and I was like, "That's a cool feature." That mm-hmm. looks like that'd be really helpful for like tracking stuff, and then, and then yeah, it's just like it's not very intuitive. It, it isn't actually that useful when when you're trying to do it. Yeah. You know what's interesting is I don't know whether it was coincidence or whether it was designed to be like this, but when I was when I was ripping around in Spider Man, I think it was Miles Morales on the PS5. I was near an area, or maybe I had just completed part of an objective, and it when I went to one of those cards because um, I was just playing with the feature the card like of an achievement that was in that area or, or maybe I like, again, or just done piece of it, but it kind of showed up dynamically. Now I'm not really a fan of dynamic lists in that way because you never think to reach for something that you just hope is there. 
But if you were to take that card, so that card had like, I think a little video and someone had made like a little video on how to do it. There was like a tracker, like Ryan was saying, they really could just use all the same tech that they have and have a proper achievement tracker where I like the overlay idea that Ryan had, but also have a card. So when like, let's say I pin the, uh, I don't know, Elden Lord achievement. And let's just say you have to beat all the bosses. So you would have your overlay and it would say, you know, you've beaten zero five bosses in the top left. But let's say you're really struggling trying to find the third boss. You could click the PlayStation button and the because you've pinned and attracted this, this achievement slash trophy, you'd be able to go into a card that you know is there and it would show YouTube videos from influencers and stuff like that because you're going to do that same lookup on a phone or a tablet. So it just wouldn't keep you on the device longer. Just keeps you on the de- so I but I'm not opposed to it just being on the PlayStation mm-hmm. and it just saying like, hey, like where was that again? And it's like, oh, you're on the third thing. Because you or uh, Google does the same thing. If you look up something and it knows of a video on YouTube that at minute one through three has the information you need, it suggests just that clip, not just the video, mm-hmm. just that clip. If yeah. they could do that and have that on the on the uh, the console, I think that would be a lot more useful. You know it's there. There's the whole overlay system. You know, it makes this card system not a waste. And you don't, and then you could have developer, because obviously developers have to support this feature mm-hmm. um, or to support the existing feature. You could just not have developers support this one potentially, or or optionally you could. You know, you could just have people look up guides and like have the Sony community community team figure out what they want to put in these cards for the games and stuff. But maybe that's too much logistics. I don't know. Uh, it also says here that uh, the PlayStation 5 will be getting additional social features soon. Um, last Thursday, uh, Sony announced that it would be opening a beta mode to test screen, sh- to test screen sharing, game joining notifications, and the ability to send stickers and voice messages. Now, voice messages, the 360 had that. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah, is the did. PS5 just getting voice messages? It's so bizarre. I can't think of of a voice message I've ever really needed to hear either. <laughs> it's always the the random ones and you're playing like Halo 3 at like 2 a.m. and some person from across the world sends you a that you like didn't even associate with that much or from your perspective in like a multiplayer match. And then you get like a, a voice message from them after the match. And they're just like so riled up yeah. about <laughs> something that you didn't even realize that you did in the game. And then you just you just save those ones forever because it's just so bizarre and funny and you just want to keep it forever. Was it Matt? Was it you or Marty who got a message where they're like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna report you to IGN." I think that might have been. I think that might have been Aaron. Was that Aaron? Okay, I think that might have been Aaron, and he was telling us about it. I did get one voice message that was. I remember I kept and we played over and over again. Was we were on 360 and. Uh, one of the people in my, I think it might've been elementary school, might've been like grade eight <laughs> elementary school, but it, in the uh, online crowd that I played with, I guess like I wasn't answering or like, I think maybe Xbox live was acting up or something. And I wasn't getting somebody's invite and I wasn't sending them an invite. It is here. And like in this really compressed, like, meh, meh, 
<laughs> Send me an invite. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had that around for like a good few months. Just laugh my ass off. Listen to that. It was really stupid. God damn. Well, uh, rip to uh, accolades, I guess. We barely knew you. Yeah. Yep. That's sad. All right, a final story of the week. Uh, sea of Thieves Season 7 update brings captains, ship loadouts, and faster loot trade-ins. This is from GameSpot. Uh, the marquee new addition is the uh, is the ability to purchase your very own captain's ship, whereas previously you'd load onto a ship the size of your choosing and customize it with available cosmetics. Now you have the option to exchange gold coins for your very own ship that you can then give a name and custom cosmetic loadout to. Uh, this then opens up a wealth of other new gameplay features. So a captain's ship comes in the three usual sizes, uh, and each of it has its own associated price tag. Captain's Sloop, 250,000 gold. Uh, Brigantine, 375,000 gold. And Galleon, 500,000 gold. I don't I don't remember. How hard is it to get gold? Are those, are those outrageous prices? Those, those are pretty high for what we were yeah, doing. Yeah, it's pretty high. I remember I used to play a lot of Sea of Thieves with uh, a group of streaming friends and all we ever did when we played was just do uh the gold hoarders and then we would do vaults and i think i haven't played these in a long time but i think i'm sitting on about 1.5 million which oh, yeah, I, remember, a bit I remember taking a while to get to that point but at the same time i was only playing sea of thieves like once or twice a week for mm-hmm. maybe a couple of hours at a time it's just that we kind of figured out a decently efficient way to do vaults and we would get like all the loot from the vaults um almost every time so when you do that when you do a vault then you're getting anywhere between like 80 80 000 to maybe 100 or 110,000 gold which is doesn't sound like a lot because especially when a lot of the like ship parts in that game are like or outfit pieces for a single piece can be like 250,000 gold yeah um but like it's kind of the whole point of the game is just to whatever you're doing, you're getting gold for it, right? Whether you're mm-hmm. fishing and selling the fish to the to the hunters, uh, like faction, or you're doing gold hoarders, or you're doing PvP, like hunting people down, you're doing PvP, stealing their loot, you're getting their gold. It's all for gold at the end of the day. So I would say that's pretty high, but not unattainable if you play a lot of Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I think I I think I broke the million um mark when we were streaming it. But that mm-hmm. would uh, that'd be half my entire freaking savings just yeah. to get the uh, the biggest ship there. Oh, the captain sloop though, that's not too bad. But at least you never have to buy it again. It's not something you have to keep buying, right? Yeah, you work up to it, you get the money, you buy. You're like, all right, I never have to do that again now. Uh, it says you can add as many as you like uh, to your character, provided you've got enough gold. Do note, however, that while your first time naming a ship is free. If you ever wish to change its name, you'll need to purchase a ship renaming deed, much like a pirate appearance potion, using the game's real money currency, uh, ancient coins. A renaming deed sells for about $5. Five bucks. Jeez. I don't like how absolute, uh, absolutionist like a lot of game stuff is now, where it's like, oh, you mistyped your name. Go fuck yourself. Gotta pay me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I Jesus, I, I, thought, I thought I was playing a game. Didn't realize I was typing out an email. Like, come on. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about that because I I still have my old username on my PlayStation profile because mm-hmm. I haven't changed it because there's like I don't really think it's that important to have the same name across everything. Um, but I was wondering, like, I remember back in the PS3 days, 
you couldn't change your username. And there were PlayStation was always under flack for that because on Xbox 360, you could change it at any time, as many times as you wanted. And then like near the, I think the end of the PS3's life cycle, they finally made it an actual thing where you could change your username and everybody got one for free as like a, sorry, this took so long. Like here's a free username change if you want. But anytime after that, it costs like $15 or something. And I was sitting there and I was like, have I used my name change ever on PlayStation or would mine still technically be free? Because I don't know if that carries over to like PS4 and PS5 now. Right. It's been that long. But uh, I guess I'll have to see if I ever feel that inspired to change my my username. I don't Matt know. Came I like having the legacy one, though. Matt came pretty close to changing your uh, PS3 name. Yeah, I was going to change it, but then I found we, we looked up a video and it bricked someone's PS3. And I was like, well, I don't Ooh. need technical problems, so I'm not doing that. Yeah, I remember that. What are you talking about that? Also doesn't work with some uh, multiplayer games. Yeah, old multiplayer games i'm not uh i i maybe in the maybe in like the real future when those games are like distant on the horizon i mean the chance <laughs> of me playing them is like very low but it's not yeah. like i'm being hindered by not changing my name so uh two of the best new features for captains are the ability to stock your ship quickly at the shipwright's shop with offerings such as full supplies of wood cannonballs fruits and meats as well as the ability to quickly trade your loot into a new npc group uh the snooty sovereigns who rest at any outpost. They'll take a manner of loot and do the hard work for you, making it one-stop shop for chests, crates, skulls, and more. But remember, they only deal with captains, given their high opinion of themselves. Hmm. Sounds like a really good spot to gank people for PvP. I was going to oh, say really? that this, this is a bit of a weird change, because you used to load in, or you used to choose a ship, one of three mm-hmm. sizes, Sloop, Brigandine, Galleon, load in, invite your friends, this and that, and that was it. And if you wanted to stock up, you basically had to purchase, I think you purchase fruit, fruit cakes and stuff now in the later patches. It's been a while since I've played too. But in general, you had to kind of scavenge the outpost you were at, dump the stuff in to your ship's coffers or whatever, all the supplies, and then you would sail off and do whatever mission you were doing. Now, it's sort of like... I understand that there needs to be a, a decent incentive to have you purchase a sloop, brigandine, or galleon. But the weird thing is, is that Sea of Thieves was always about like, you know, if you get a better sword, it's just better aesthetically. And it's up to you if you like that better subjective. It's not, it doesn't do 10 more damage. It doesn't do five more damage. It doesn't do 10 less damage. It's just the looks. Same with your outfit. Same with your ship's looks. And some things may be a little strategically like my big loud Xbox logo is going to be more obvious. So I'm going to get spotted more. But, you know, short of just visual stuff like that, Sea of Thieves was very much like a level playing ground, more or less, in terms of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like, hmm, like I understand, like I said, there needs to be an incentive to spend a minimum of 250,000 gold on one of these captain sloops and up for the rest of them. But, like is like am I buying a fast lane in Sea of Thieves now? Like I understand this is not like a huge thing. It's not like I'm gonna I am the only or only captains get swords that do ten more damage. I'm not saying this is a huge thing, but is this starting to tip that way? Is this the beginning where 
that's happening. Now, the thing is, though, is like you have it written down here, Ryan, where if you want to stock up as a captain, there's various supplies like wood is 2,500, cannibal 3,500, verbals yeah. is the same, same with fruit, 2,500 for meat and 3,500 for bait. So like you are paying out, but like the snooty sovereigns won't talk to you unless you're a captain. What have you been all this <laughs> whole time? And then it's what, what, another thing is that you have to buy a captain's sloop. And then you also have to buy a captain's brigantine. And then you have to buy a captain's galleon. So when we like, we've played on all three, depending on whoever's online. So like you would have to spend like a significant portion of money. Cause we would play on the other two, like basically the top two, mm-hmm. usually the sloop not or usually not to the sloop. So it'd be what? 875 K just for us to get the galleon and the brigantine. Like, mm-hmm. does this feel like a fast lane? Like, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it a fast lane. Like, imagine we <clears throat> go to a vault and we don't have a captain's ship and we load up, we, you know, we beat the vault mm-hmm. or even just a fort, whatever. We're emptying a huge supply of treasure and we dump all this treasure into our ship and there's, you know, 15 or let's say 10 for the sake of simplicity, 10, 10 chests, you know, 10 other resources. So there's 20 things. That's 20 trips, 20 round trips. Pick it up out to the cellar back and back there and variable distance ones. And you have to find each one of the, the vendors because each person takes only certain goods. Right. And some there's some crossover, but in general, each person only takes certain goods. N- now, while we're doing that, we're exposed. So not only have we not been able to purchase this instant stock up to get going quickly we've had to scavenge and or maybe purchase some fruit crates or whatever if you're if you're able to do that but you've had to scavenge and stuff like that then you've had to go and do the vault or the or whatever that you did to get all the treasure and then you're a sitting duck on the dock for what 10 minutes 15 minutes depending on how much treasure you have Whereas it sounds like, and maybe it's not as instant as I'm thinking, but it sounds like the sovereigns are just very quick. Like, is it, is it literally just unload? Remember they showed like a crate or like a crane in the one video we saw, I think at E3 or maybe summer oh, game fest where yeah. like, is that what the sovereigns is where you just load everything onto a crane and press a button and it all instantly sells. Or is it just like, Hey, there's one outpost or there's one person at an outpost and instead of you running to three different, four different people, you just run to the one. Right. I don't know. Like, like it just, it just feels weird. It's like you start faster, you end faster. Is that and a like, problem though? You're sitting duck. You're si- unloading your ship when you're very, like when you're just to have like a little bit of loot, you don't really need to have a guard on your ship. Generally mm-hmm. when we're unloading like a thing, how many times we've we been ambushed a tons, tons of times. We've yeah. been ambushed tons of times. The longer you're there, the higher the chances of being ambushed is. Mm-hmm. How many times have we run out of cannibals because we get ambushed while we're still trying to scavenge for cannibals? Now, I will say that you can still stock up. Like it says, you're st- it says stock up instantly as a captain. So I assume that it means you go to some sort of menu and it just fills the barrel. Whereas we would, yeah. we would have to go to the merchant purchase the crate, which I believe starts full when you purchase the crate and then you can bring the crate to your ship, but it's still another step. Like it's still a slower lane. And again, this isn't a huge deal. It's not like I'm saying, see if he's a super unbalanced now, but this just feels like 
this feels like it's like less about fun and more about monetization or something. I'm just saying, does it affect? Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like what? Why? Why is like? I don't know. This this feels weird. Like oh, you know, you can't rename your ship. You know, you have to spend a lot of you have to spend a lot of money on this, and then you get fast lanes, fast load, fast unload is what it sounds like. It's sort of like, uh, I mean, Fallout seventy six. I guess I know it's a subscription for Fallout first, but I mean, Ryan, you have a lot of room in your stash, or you could for junk. I, as a follow first subscriber, former first follow first subscriber, <laughs> yeah. have unlimited. But like, I mean, technically it's no big deal, but it is kind of a deal. Like, I'm just wondering how big of a difference is this? Arguably the best feature of follow first is the junk, is the junk or unlimited junk inventory. Mm-hmm. Arguably that's the best feature. I've that's heard it said. like from other people <laughs> and myself too. But like, no, but it, the thing is though, is there's other features that are useful. But this is like, it just, it's just super useful and it's useful all the time. That's Mm -hmm. the thing with it. So I know this isn't a subscription. I know this captain's thing isn't a subscription, but it's just, what what else are they going to add to this? Like, it kind of sounds like this is like a bit of an infrastructure for a captain's status. What are they going to add to the captain's status? Mm. You know, what are they going to do to change it? Are the prices going to change? Is there going to be something above a captain's status in the future? Pessimism from the old know. game from the old game monetization front. It's not free to play either, right? Isn't it? Uh, you have to buy the game still, right? Unless you have Game Pass. Yeah, actually, it's a good point. Like to be fair, like you are buying this with gold coins, which you don't purchase. Maybe you can now. I don't know if you can or not, but. Like gold coins that, are just the currency in the game. Yeah, that's why I'm not like you know I'm not necessarily ringing the alarm bells. This is just no, something I'm bringing bells. up. Oh, I hear him. Oh, that's ding, ding, ding that's, that's Tim oh. ringing them. Oh, oh lordy! All right, well, um, it, will this get us back into the game at all? You think? I I just kind of always passively at any point because Jump of like in. Twitch and stuff. There's there's always somebody that's playing. Hey, Drano's still playing. With his, with his whole family, actually. Yeah, yeah. There is one thing I want to do in this game, and that is the thing that you and I did on a fluke, Ryan, with that with the big red skull. Yeah. Oh. I want to yeah. like do that properly on a galleon with four people. Jeez. I, I got the perfect name for a ship that has all of Adriano's family on it, but I want to hear what you guys think the ship would be named first. <laughs> I was oh just saying Bodie McBoat face, but <laughs> not Bodie McBoat face, no. Uh, hmm. I have no idea. Something with petty, petty cash. Yeah, petty cash. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad. And we petty, cr- petty crimes. Petty the crimes. crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Adriano, for that one. I know you're listening. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hop into what we're playing. Any takers? Anyone got something exciting they're playing? Tim does. Um, I mean, I I can't remember if I I think I said it last week yeah, that I started playing Fallout New Vegas again, mm-hmm. which is always fun because it's like 
my favorite game of all time, basically. Um, but uh, un unpatched, not unpatched, but unmodded, and with only the patch that is available when you buy the game on Steam. Um, it's it's pretty broken. It's <laughs> there, I've, I've encountered so many things that I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not normally like that. They Dang. should have uh, they should have addressed that. I can't believe they just left that like that in the in the base version of the game. Wow. Um, but aside from that, there's uh, I've been doing a lot of Fall Guys. I've been getting back into Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Played uh, a bunch of that on stream this week with some other streamer friends, and um. Aside from that, I uh, I think I mentioned that I started and finished the like perspective puzzle game Super Liminal, um, which was like one one day last week, which is kind of impossible to describe. Once you see it, it makes sense, but it's like a game where you you really just are messing with perspective. So if you pick something up that's far away across the room, and then you like turn and look down at the table that's next to you and you put it down then it's just like small on the table because it was small when it was far away oh from yeah you yeah the you telling us that, yeah yeah um but aside from that i mean i'm always just kind of passively playing elden ring as well a little bit because <laughs> because it's uh it's um elden ring <laughs> game of the year it's, it's something it's something that i can always like do something in uh i've been playing it on the ps5 and i'm trying to do like a faith intelligence build which is actually pretty strong um, if you know like where to go right off the bat in a game and uh, get the equipment that you need for a build. But that's that's been fun uh, playing through it again and helping Matt, obviously, whenever Matt needs help. <laughs> which but, is a lot uh, all the time. Yeah. yeah, which is a lot and, <laughs> and consistent. <laughs> I feel like I'm making it harder by giving bosses double health and not being as tanky as your mimic tier would be. But uh, it's fun anyway. I don't know. I like I like playing. That is very multiplayer. And isn't the fun the whole point of video game? No, completing them. Is... Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. And then playing them on your PC to see how they look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's and the, then deleting them. Ryan Johnson way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. I've been keeping my eye on Monster Hunter Rise because <laughs> the Sunbreak expansion came out like two weeks ago. And then there's just so much stuff coming out for it. Like a lot of the YouTube channels I follow are just uploading a ton of Monster Hunter Rise stuff. So I've, I've it's been on like the the edge of my radar because I'm aware of it. But I know that if I commit to playing it, that it's like all that I'm it's all that I will be able to play because Monster Hunter games always require like all of your free time to play them because they take dozens of hours to get through. Um. But it seems like it's really good. Like I only see positive feedback for for Sunbreak. So I'm glad that it's good, but I just don't know when I'm going to get around to it. Um, but yeah. Oh, I also didn't play my Steam Deck at all in the last week. I oh. didn't pick it up for anything. Because the battery died. Yeah, yeah the battery died. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame. Uh, I don't know why they would sell a product where the battery just dies after two hours. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I guess I just throw it out and buy a new one. Oh, I know. Um, they should uh, they should sell some sort of device that like you can like plug it into the mm. Steam Deck mm-hmm. and then like plug it into your wall or something, I like and it. then it can like recharge the battery somehow or something. Oh. Okay, well. 
I am limited by the technology of my time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what are you playing? What am I playing? Uh, well, I, I started and beat um, Sniper Elite V4. Um, I was playing a co-op with a friend and we were just kind of messing around with it, just trying it out. And we did, I don't know, not, not that long of a session. Um, and we were, we were kind of playing it in all ways. So, you know, not super, super stealthy where it's like everything's like super realistic, but it's like some, we went into some situations loud, some situations, you know, sniping and those type of things. Um, and just kind of got, we did a bunch of the side objectives, if not most of them. Like, I think we missed one because we didn't realize if you beat the, the final objective, then you can't do the side objective. But most of the side objectives and stuff as well. I've almost completely upgraded the main gun I was using. And then we act like we basically accidentally beat it. We sort of like got to the end. and was like, oh, like, is that it? Oh, okay. I guess that's, I guess that's Sniper Elite V4. Cause I think there's, eight, I want to say eight missions. Hmm. Um, not super long. Like if you really wanted to go stealth and like quote unquote play the way they wanted you to, or where they like expect like a realistic sniper to play. Yeah. It would take a long time because you got to like, like you can't be shooting too much. You got to be using a silenced pistol, which I, which I don't, the only one I have is a well rod um, or like, you know, taking people, taking people down with like a knife or, you know, whatever Um, those type of things, setting up traps and stuff. So if you like played this methodically and sort of like lore friendly, then sure. But we we just going through and just sort of playing it. Um, Pretty fun. You said there's Mm -hmm. only eight levels, but is it like the modern hit and games where they're they're only eight, but they're just super dense and you can like replay them multiple times. Like the point <laughs> is really in the replayability. Yeah, um, definitely, because I was trying to work on um, not like super religiously, but I was uh, trying to work on leveling up my Springfield and uh, like I'm not even haven't even upgraded that. And there's like a bunch more rifles. So there's definitely it's basically just like the mission is you're at this shipyard. And you get like the shipyard and maybe some of the country around it. And it's just sort of like, there's a bunch of side objectives have at it, you know, and then you can go there, do just do the main objective, do the side objectives, collect collectibles, those type of things. So definitely kind of hitman ish in that way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I'm sure even in hitman, you could just go through the most expedient way and beat the whole game pretty quick, which is kind of what we did ish just because we're playing co-op. But um, I'm kind of excited because I, I, I wanted to try, elite v5 specifically the pvp mode where when you're in your campaign enemy snipers which are other players can can have to find and snipe you out that's crazy. Um, which is really cool so I, yeah. I wouldn't mind trying to be on both sides of that fence just to kind of give it a try um so i mean i never beat v v2 v1 if it's even called that i think it's might just be called super elite Sniper elite, never yeah. beat, never any of them like Sniper elite that- ver- th- through v3 but I beat V four now, and um, now I'm gonna maybe try five because the uh, four and five I believe are on Game Pass, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, other than that, been, been doing uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. It's a slog. It's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> so sad. Oh fuck! There, there was a point in which I remember uh, I went, and it was like, oh, you have to, uh, you have to. Uh, get get these parts and get these parts for this bike. So you have to get like one sort of paranormal part, which is like this oil, one turbine part. Paranormal oil. Paranormal oil. Oh, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I like I was I think I talked about this last week because I'd started it last week. So I I do this sort of three parter mission, 
assemble the bike and then I go to leave and it's like, oh, if you leave this region, you can come back. But these three side or three or four side missions are going to be locked out. It's like, don't care. Get on the bike, whatever. So whatever, take off in this cutscene, get to the other side. And now I'm just like fighting pretty well all the same enemies. Like they're adding enemies here and there. Like there's some like crazy ice person that like attacks you. But my biggest problem with this game by far is that um, it it's it's really kind of like samey. Like I've mentioned my other problems with it where the aimings are the aiming's kind of weird and stuff, but the enemies are really samey. And when they give you a new enemy, sure they have quote unquote new abilities, but they're just more tanky. And it just kind of feels really cheap because it's like, oh, like I've like raised my maximum ammo capacity by three since the last time I've seen a new enemy. I see a new enemy and this person's gonna take 90% of my ammo. <laughs> So it's like having an extra bullet or two really doesn't matter that much. And so there's just like these big scary people and I'm just like attack, 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 constantly attacking this person. And I got to a point where there was a boss fight that was was actually kind of unique-ish. And um, it was like this big spider and I was fighting her and I just that ran out of ammo and I had used all the ammo collectors in the area. So I just had to wait until ammo spawned because I just I just was out of ammo. Um, it's like my I talk- least favorite part about uh, I mean I play a lot of RPGs but my absolute least favorite part about RPGs is the the constant ebb and flow of your power versus the enemies like scaling mm. because obviously it's like as you go through the game you want to uh, at the beginning you'll probably feel pretty strong you get some equipment you get some upgrades now enemies are pretty easy to beat and then you start enemies start getting harder and then harder and harder and harder because you're not getting any upgrades so then you get some more upgrades and then things are easy again. And so then you have an easy time and then it gets harder, 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 gets some upgrades, gets easier, harder, harder, harder. Gets on. So it's just that sine wave of going back and forth between easy and difficult. And it changes based on when your character power changes. But it feels so unsatisfying, like before that point where you're just like, it, it feels like just a waste of time almost where you're you're getting stronger and it's like, okay, it's great, but I know that it's like fruitless because eventually I'm just going to fight enemies that have <laughs> more health. So yeah. it's like, what was the point of me getting stronger? Except that now the enemies that are that just have these ridiculous health pools are now manageable. Like that's the, the end goal is that the game is now more balanced. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that because I mean, the, like the game, like I had, I started having fun with it, like a lot of fun with it. Uh, the one in the one session I played, because I played maybe two or three sessions. Because what I did was I was like, man, I'm kind of taking this game a little slow. Maybe I'll try to go a bit fast. And I tried to kind of speed up the combat and stuff, which is which, which was a little difficult for me because I'm not a big fan of the aiming. And I did that, and I started having fun. I was like, oh, maybe this game needs to, you know, maybe I'm just like treating it too slow. I need to really get in there and really fight. And that's kind of what the little clips show in the skill tree. When you select this tree, it shows how the skill works in a little video. And so I'm like, oh, maybe like that's my problem. Um, and so, you know, that was great on the standard enemies until I started going into these story missions where they started throwing these really big uh, ghosts or whatever they were, where one of them throws ice and then I can't move very fast. She's super tanky. So I'm just sitting there wailing on her. Uh, there's this other woman with these 
this other woman ghost where she has like these huge scissors and she always runs at you. And so I'm constantly trying to like interrupt her and stop her and stuff like this. But it's just like a battle of attrition where it's just like, oh my God, there she is, you know, kite, kite, kite. And I can use like explosions to try to knock her over or like constantly hit her with wind or constantly hit her with air. Um, but it's just like, once I'm done fighting one of them, it's like, oh, I'm almost out of ammo every single time. And so whenever a new one shows up, like the ice one is the newest one that I can remember. The ice one was just like, well, this person's going to have a shitload of health. And it's going to be like, just like you're saying, Tim, where it's just like, well, I'm not going to be able to take this person out quick because A, she's going to slow me down because she's ice. And B, like, here we go. Um, and of course, one of them can take away your powers because of fucking course they can. <laughs> um, God. Core mechanic of the game. Core mechanic. Frick. Well, I'm glad I ended it. At least I ended a chapter. And it didn't take my powers away. I like that. Hey, at, at the very congratulations, least. Congratulations, game. So that was uh, that was Ghostwire. But um, actually, just before the show here, uh, for a few hours, Tim and I were doing the Elden Ring. Um, Tim's helped me through that uh, for quite a while now. And um, I'm in, I mean, I don't really know yeah. how to spoil anything. I don't know what's happening. So You're I'm at the very, very end. You're at the final boss fight. I'm at the final boss fight, yeah. Um, so I am in the shit. <laughs> big time uh is basically it there's there's like two parts to this one and tim and i beat the first part like super easy the first time and then we have like some connectivity issues and stuff like this because i don't know the game sucks at online on the pc for some reason but uh when when we went back because we like you know took a break because we had beat a couple bosses and ran around quite a bit of the level took a break for like a little bit for dinner come back to it for about an hour hour and a half and uh, we get we get stuck like we get can't beat that first fucking phase again. Um, but I'm on the last fight, so I hope that the next time I play, I hope this isn't another another millennia where it's going to be like I don't know three to four sessions uh, just to beat them. But yeah. um, it's a battle of attrition. I keep threatening to uninstall it, but I mean I do that on Fortnite as well, so I just always do that. It seems so. Um, we'll see how it goes. But that's uh, it's like your average League of Legends player. Yeah, yeah, uninstalling and then they do it and then a week later they're like oh man I'm so used to playing League of Legends it's all I play better reinstall League of Legends <laughs> reinstall it yeah the difference is, is that I actually don't typically uninstall it um, but I've never been so mad at a game that I uninstalled it and I hope that day never comes I feel uh, like if I can just beat my head <laughs> against a wall in a FromSoft game enough to fight a boss like 45 times and then eventually on the 46th you get it like I feel like nothing can can phase me at that point. I witnessed uh, it wasn't me, but I witnessed my friend Anthony. He 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 rage quit and rage uninstalled and never played this game again. It was uh, Off World Trading Company, and it's a game in which you're supposed to run a trading company, uh, but it's like they're like quick strategic rounds. But the AI is fucking ridiculous. Uh, like, so you'll go and like try to monopolize water and then they'll just become a race or people or whatever. I can't remember how the game works exactly, but they'll just become a, a, a group of people that don't need water. So you're, then, then the water demand drops and you lose, like they just win. So it's like, oh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll monopolize uh, medicines. And then they just, they don't need medicine or they like, they outsource it themselves or they, they corner you and they, t- they make sure that you don't have enough electricity to run the medicine plants. And like the AI is always there instantly and they pivot instantly and they always corner you and i remember we played we played round after round after round after round after round of this and just lose 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 we get one win and i'm like okay we're getting better at this like let's try it 
And the next ones are just lose, 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 lose. And I remember we had one where we got like all the way almost to the end. Cause I think the end is either a time frame or a company value number or something like that. And we were right at the end. And these motherfuckers like came in and monopolized water or something, something that we needed. And they just charged us at the ass for it and completely destroyed our economies. And we lost. And Anthony's like, you know what? Fuck this. And I just witnessed him literally like, like escape, 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 right click, manage, uninstall, done. We've never played it and never talked about it again. <laughs> it's just over. And I've never played it either. It's just like this AI is too, too fucking good at pivoting. They know exactly what you're going to do. And they know exactly what the exact counter is. And so they just like with no emotion, they just go after it. Like if I get into like iron, I'm going to like kind of fight for iron for a bit, even though it's like hard going, then I'll adapt if I need to. The AI just goes like iron's not iron's not min max. Kate, next thing. Like they just immediate change. Can't do it. So that That's was just, uh, uh, it's it it's really mind blowing to me that there are people out there that find those sorts of games fun. And that's cool. If you find that fun where it's like just extremely punishing uphill climb the whole way uh, against like literally almost insurmountable odds because the AI is like just almost like knows what you're going to do before you even do it. And it's satisfying to like overcome that. Like that's okay. Sure. You know, that's like playing Civ on like the highest difficulty where it's just it is like the specifically the point of the difficulty is that it is not fair for you. It <laughs> is unbalanced. Like they have unlimited resources and everything like that. If you're that good at min-maxing a system in a game where you can beat computer cell, cool. You want to do that? It's fine. There is nothing that sounds more stressful to me than spending <laughs> what little free time we actually get in a day trying to do that that's just sounds like work to me so <laughs> if that's you hats off you. to you but i cannot do that <laughs> this coming from somebody who has played like the majority of FromSoft games i don't know man like it's 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 too much like there's there's something to be said about a challenge but jesus like when it's unfair no i don't know man yeah, there's definitely like the, you're absolutely right on that. It's and it's usually in strategy games where, I mean, hopefully it's gated by you know some crazy difficulty that's supposed to be unfair, like Civ. But there's definitely been times where, and I'll probably get chirped for this because people love their competitive company heroes. But like company heroes too, especially some of the patches. I remember we were on this one patch, and I like hear the German tank rolling up, and I'm playing as the Russians, and I'm like, I can't see them yet. Like they're not, they're still in the fog of war. Like where the fuck are they? And I just hear, go, 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 you know, it's rolling in, rolling in, rolling in, rolling in. And then bang. And I'm like, where the fuck was that? And my T-34 just blows up in one hit. I'm like, okay, bang. What was that? Oh, down the T-34, off map artillery. Oh, okay. I'm off the map. I've been wiped off the map. <laughs> like I haven't even seen them yet and I'm <laughs> fucking dead. And I remember like patches like that, where it's just like, how the fuck do you play this? Like, what are we, <laughs> how, how, where's the game here? Where's the fun? <laughs> I remember we did a, there was a company heroes Two demo before the game came out and there was like one map. You could play skirmish. You could play as many players as normal. So I think it's four up to four, like, uh, like other human players and maybe even more. I'm not sure. And we played and like, I remember Anthony and I could just couldn't beat it. Couldn't beat it. Couldn't beat it. And so we got Mike involved the one day and he were like, Hey, have you tried coming here as two? We're like, it's really hard, but we think it's because it's a demo, which it ended up being that that was the case, but we're like, it's really hard. And maybe it's because it's meant for four players. Do you want to play with us? And we'll have an AI with us as well. We'll just see if we do better since it's three humans and one AI. He's like, sure, let's play it. We held out 
like in a corner of the map through an onslaught for three or three and a half hours. It was like an actual war. It was like, okay, call in here, call in there. Like T-34, we need two, we need two Shermans on this flank. And like fucking yelling and hollering at each other. And like people are calling in people <laughs> and we're getting shit blown up. Then there's a big old fire. A Stuka's like, yeah, like blasting into the fire. The fucking, the forest is gone. Now there's like a natural way for the Germans to get around us. So we're like running to the other side, trying to like make a minefield. And then like they're fucking flying in with shit. So I'm trying to like drive these shitty tanks in and they're not working. So I got to bring all these conscripts in. It was fucking chaos. And like, I remember Mike was sitting there, like we ended up losing or we like surrendered. And he was just like, I literally am exhausted. <laughs> like, like I just, just ran a 10k. Like seriously, it was just a complete onslaught, and we were on the lose the entire round. Like <laughs> we were just getting chased back into our base further and further. And it eventually was like, okay, the enemy is won. Like <laughs> beaten us. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Well, I played stray. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I finished it. <laughs> you finished it? It's only about like five hours long. Was it like a game of the year contender as big of like oh, a no. shit that it's that it's been kind of advertised as? No, it's it's good. I think I think people are going a little nuts for it. A little uh um what do you call it? Overrated. Um, but it is good. It is it is a fun little experience. Um I'm glad I played it. I don't know if you would like it, Matt. <laughs> it I like the idea of like the like your kind of game. I don't think, Matt. No, not having seen the gameplay. I liked the mystery of like, why are these people computers and like TV heads? But mm. I feel like the game is more so like play as a cat. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, that's pretty much all I did. Uh, I've been doing Diablo Immortal for some reason. I don't know why. Someone needs to have an <laughs> intervention and stop me. Um, and slowly picking away at Horizon as I have been for the last several months. So, have you completed right. the the season two pass of Diablo Mortal? Then, because you said three. Oh yeah, open. yeah. She completed it. Yeah. And was it hard? Oh yeah, that was right down to the last day. Fuck, you know it can't. And I had to buy this. that thing again where you get like fourteen. No, levels. not the boost. They got you. If you have to buy the boost, that is a garbage battle pass. You don't have to. You just, the alternative is to play nonstop. The alternative is to play it every single day for at least two hours. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's not exactly. okay. That that's is not, so okay, not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. But the next outfit is really cool. See, they got me. Originally, they got me. Originally, right? Like I am such, and I, I will admit this one hundred percent. I am such a sucker for aesthetics in games. I mm-hmm. think that it is totally fine for a game to be like free to play, and they charge out the ass for cosmetics. That's totally fine to me because you don't have to buy cosmetics to somebody who does not give a shit about what their character looks like. It doesn't mean anything to them. So if they have a solid game, and the only thing that you make money off of is cosmetics, then you're only really like preying on the people that care about what their character looks like, right? So to me, uh, yeah. that, is, that is totally fine. And I was just, I don't know, I almost had like a, an epiphany, I suppose, a couple of days ago, where I was like, I don't know if I was thinking about Diablo Immortal, it might have been a different game, but I was I was sitting there and I was like, I always get suckered into something, like investing time or money or whatever it is, into a game just to get a cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't think of any microtransaction that I spent on 
any game in the last probably five years where the end goal wasn't that I would get a different cosmetic. And I just sat and I was like, I'm thinking about all the games now that I did that in that I am not playing anymore. And I was like, I spent all that money on these games. Was it worth it? Like, did I get enough enjoyment out of it back then to warrant having spent that much money on it? (laughs) No. And I, yeah. And I think the answer is no. So it just makes me think like, do I really care enough to spend real actual dollars that I could spend on things like food and my mortgage? Do I care enough to spend that same money on one game where it'll change the pixels on the screen for this game <laughs> that I'm not going to play oh, for my man. whole life, you know? Yeah. And, and you so, have to like, grind hard too to get it. Yeah, to earn not it just after that. You pay. It's, it's not even just paying and you get it. It's paying and then you have to play the game every day for an exorbitant amount of time, whether or not the game is fun. And when you say it like that, it's like this sounds like complete idiocy. This sounds completely unreasonable. If the game's not fun and you're spending real money just to get this thing, this this one thing in the game that you want, you've worked towards it and you're like, great, I've got it. I've unlocked it. I've equipped it. I'm sick of this game now. I'm not going to play it. So it doesn't even matter that I put all that time and money into this to get the skin because I'm not even going to play the game anymore because I'm bored of it and I don't get to enjoy the skin. But that game company gets to laugh all the way to the bank because they're doing that to millions of people. Yeah, Damn it's a, it, it's a bit crazy when you think of it that way. And especially because it sounds like the like how much is the Diablo Immortal Battle Pass? With with the bonus it's like 20 bucks, 20.99. Oh my god. That's so fucking expensive. Like the like the like I always say Fortnite, but it's like I I feel like Epic just knows like okay, they can charge a decent amount for the stuff in their item shop. That's fine. But I feel like Epic has figured out the battle pass is a way for players to want like want to continue playing because it's like a goal. So, you know, you can literally earn your battle passes by playing the previous ones. You buy once and keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. And as long as the price doesn't change within a certain amount, which I don't recall it ever changing, and at least not recently, it's like you can earn enough V-Bucks to buy the next battle pass in this pass. And all it is is it's like it's a free to fight, it's a free-to-play game, but you can just like go and actually earn all this stuff. Use your V bucks to buy the next one. Like I think Epic just knows <clears throat> we just want our fucking few dollars for the battle pass, and then we like we don't give a fuck. And I then just... if, if you know, but like like Diablo, it sounds like is trying to min max it, and I and I sincerely think it's the way it's the the wrong way to do it because I don't feel cheated when I buy something on the Epic, even on their item shop, because I feel like I'm getting a shitload of content and I'm not pressured if I don't play. Fortnite for a few weeks. I am still going to complete that battle pass. I just uh, discorded you guys the mm-hmm. uh, the armor. It's pretty cool, right? I don't love it. You don't love it? Is it? That, is it that like does, that? Doesn't incentivize me to spend twenty dollars in this game at all. I was going to say, well, twenty dollars plus like several several hours. Yeah, dozens, dozens of hours over. And that, the, like, that's three, the only one you get. Weeks. Yeah. You get items throughout for the other levels, but you only get the one skin. It's only upgrade materials, though. It's nothing of any substance. It's just upgrade materials for the the point one percent damage increase by upgrading your gems or getting a slightly better in slot item. Like it's just not. 
in this example, right? It's it's not worth the money to me. And I I I did the first season battle pass, and again, it, it did come down to the final day. I think I had mm-hmm. two hours left. Oh, I remember season, that. I, I interrupted you, and, and you didn't buy the bonus uh, levels. No, you played it, that straight. Right? It took Holy it cow. took all of my free time to do it, and right. I will never. I will probably never play that game again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's just—it's not—it's not worth it. It's not a good enough game to warrant the time spent. It's certainly not enough to warrant spending that much money on cosmetics that I'm not going to enjoy because I'm not going to play the game. And like I said, like this is just my—this is my personal opinion. Like I don't get enough enjoyment out of it for it to be worth the money. If you do, if you play it enough, if you like the world, you like the characters, you enjoy the cosmetics, you enjoy doing the like just the grind of doing the dailies over and over again. That's that's totally cool. If you're having fun doing that and you're spending money to do it, by all means, go for it. That's totally fine. I just look back on it myself and I regret it. Oh, at least it was like a twenty dollar regret, and it wasn't like you know a two thousand or something. Yeah, I'm not going to be these people who spend like yeah two thousand dollars on a set of golf clubs to play golf once a year. You know, like what? I uh, I don't have that kind of disposable income. But uh, I think it was when I was playing Fall Guys, actually, because I was looking because the only thing that you can buy in Fall Guys is cosmetics. That's it. It's things to like you can buy emotes and and, and different outfits and you can get different uh, like nameplate backgrounds and like titles. And I, oh, and like and like windscreen animations and like that's it. That's what you can customize your yourself in, in Fall Guys. And I was I was just looking at the the money that you have to spend to like get the premium currency, which you can also just get by playing the season. And then every like every 10 levels or something, you get 100 show bucks or whatever it's called. But then there are things in the shop that are like 2000 show bucks. And it's like, okay, I literally cannot get enough from just like leveling up through the season to uh, in order to unlock that so i would need to spend some money so how much money would i actually have to spend to buy that i would have to spend 30 dollars. that is obscene to me and i know that there are people out there that they literally spend their their money on like nothing else aside from video games so they do have that disposable income 30 bucks okay whatever that's like a week's worth of work or whatever for for them if they're working like a minimum wage part-time job or something cool but i i have i i literally cannot I literally can't afford to play these games. I can't afford to play them the way that they are designed to be played. They're designed so that everybody spends a little bit of money on them. And I, I just can't. So they're not, they're not, I'm not the key demographic for those, for those games. And I also don't love when they're set up in such a way that they're meant to exploit people who have like a spending problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that, that just makes my, makes my heart hurt. You know, what's crazy is like, I'm still in the boat of like, I still prefer items that I've earned in a game. Like if Elden Ring were to sell like a super cool light up and, you know, really animated sword for $10, that's cool. I'm not going to like diss the art there, I suppose, or mm-hmm. the asset there. But um, if I go through to the end, I was making this up, if I go through to the end boss and I get a sword that is just like a super clean samurai sword. I don't know. I'm going to be like, Oh fuck. Like I earned that sword and I'm probably like, I'm more enticed to use that sword than I would be the $10 sword for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I still maintain that the last game that I played that had legitimately satisfying unlocks was Gears of War 3. Damn. Because there were skins and like characters and, and gun skins and stuff that were tied to achievements. So not only did you have to do the thing, which was usually, you know, a, a decent challenge to do the achievements, especially in an online game, online shooter, for me anyway. Um, it was always a, a grind to get those done. And then you finally get that achievement and you're like, sweet, I did it. It was like an actual legitimate achievement. It wasn't just beat level five on normal difficulty in the campaign. Right. Like it was, it was a legitimate <laughs> achievement. And not only that, then you get to have a, a unique weapon skin that you can only get if you have that achievement. And what that means is that when you equip it, other people can see it too. So it's not only that you get the satisfaction of having the achievement, you also sort of get bragging rights to show off to people online I did this thing. I I have this skin, and it's the only way to get this skin is through getting that achievement. And Seriously, that yeah. is legitimately like satisfying. And there's even like there's kind of bragging rights to go along with it, and that's fun. It's fun to be like, hey, look, I I did this thing, and people kind of know, oh damn, like they they dedicated enough time or they were good enough to pull that off. Now it's just when you see somebody with a skin, it's oh they got deep pockets. Yeah, deep pockets or like oh that's cool. Like you look at it for the visual fidelity, but you're not like. Oh my god, like you did all those achievements to get that gold whatever sword or gun or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of th- those days are kind of going away, which is unfortunate. All right. That's all the time we got. Thanks for listening, folks. We got more. Tim Spence. We got more. Huh? We're not done. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> just just we're gonna have at least three hours of dead air. It's fine. This is the Tim, after gonna, hour show. Yeah, Tim's gonna play the uh, Mass Effect trilogy again. <laughs> I have to go to bed. I have a wedding yeah. to go to tomorrow. I need to wake oh. up at a good time. <laughs> All right. Do your thing, Tim. Do my little dances I always do. If you're a fan of Fallout New Vegas and occasionally Fall Guys, all the falls, you can play along with us at twitch.tv slash the sidetrack where I'm live four days a week, most of the year, five days a week. I'm just on a summer vacation long weekend thing right now. So Mondays to Thursdays. But uh, once I think uh, I think once we get to September, it'll be back to, to five days a week. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Fallout New Vegas. No mods. Weird. It's weird. Come see how broken this uh, this game is. It's still fun, <laughs> though. I love it. You truly can polish a poop. And it's called Fallout New Vegas. And I love it. Uh, and we're getting some serious building done in uh, Grounded. Oh man! So you can watch our amazing um, staircases and bridges and other things. Uh, Wednesdays, eight thirty PM Eastern. Twitch.tv/slash Damon Patch Media. We'll see you guys next time. Man, it's so boring when you refer to it as just staircases because it's, it's true. It's literally it's just staircases. All, just staircases everywhere. But those staircases <laughs> are working towards something. And when we finish that, oh, it's going to be so sick! I am so excited to. To keep working on that and grounded. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Freaking foghorn. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs>